0: we can become the living, breathing, wonderworking saints that the world so desperately needs. Hello and welcome to episode 195 of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. This is Christina Simmons, your host, and today's conversation is with author and coach Lisa Fahey. Lisa is the author of the book Restored, and it is a result of her working for more than almost 30 years, working with youth, adults, but especially women in the church, and she really loves to work with women in particular to help them have that encounter with christ so in that way we definitely were um bonded in in that desire Uh, but she shared her story as well as about the work that she's doing with her restored uh book and the bible studies and the different things that she does because she really dives deep into god's scripture um, and then brings out those encouraging inspiring words for each of us to be able to hear so that we can know how much we are loved i'm really excited for you to hear this conversation to enjoy it so either go for a nice walk or pull up a chair and listen as we share about how it is that we have our deepest identity in God and how much we are loved and how we all have that opportunity to be able to experience that and I'll let you have Lisa speak about the rest. See you on the flip side. Hello, and welcome to the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I'm Christina Simmons, your host, and today I have a wonderful conversation for you. I'm sitting down with an author and a speaker and a coach, someone that's kind of similar to me, but is doing it in a whole different place, but also in her unique and unrepeatable way. And so I'm super happy that Lisa Fahey, you have joined me on the podcast. Thank you so much for for coming on the Say Yes to Holiness podcast.
1: Thank you so much for asking me. I'm looking forward to our conversation today.
0: Uh, well, I, I just absolutely love speaking with people who are responding to how our Lord is calling them um, in their life. And especially when someone steps out kind of into the uh, the scariness of uh, being an author, uh, you know, you're, you're taking your your inner thoughts and and how the Holy Spirit's inspired you and putting it out there. Um, and so I absolutely love speaking with, with someone who has gone through that journey, because it's definitely one uh, that is transformative um, in its own right. But before we jump into talking about your latest book, Restored, um, could you share with the listeners a little bit about your own faith journey and kind of how you came to be doing what you are today?
1: I would love to. So it began back when I was 18 years old. I had a job um, in, an, in a tourist business, in three tourist businesses. And I met this young man. And on our first date, he had shared with me about how he had a close relationship with the Lord. And he also shared that he had premonitions and this is on the first date and so it was a little unsettling for me because i had never heard of such a thing before and so he had shared with me his first premonition was that a plane had crashed that people had died and it was on his way from the barn to his mom and dad's uh, house and his mom saw him and she came out and asked him what was going on and he said it's terrible i saw this plane it crashed everybody died and so they called their pastor, had their pastor come and pray with them. And then the pastor said, did you turn on the news? And they said, no. And he had shared with them that on the news, there was a plane that crashed back in May of 1979 at the Chicago O'Hare Airport. And so he shared with me that first premonition. And I did, but I only know what to do is I start praying in silence. So I was saying some Hail Marys in silence. And then he said there was another one, and my thought was, Oh, great. And so he shared another one that he had of how he was on his horse and this bright light had surrounded him, and it felt like the loving arms of Jesus. And I thought, Well, that one was okay. And then he said, I had one more. And I'm like, Is this date going to be over? Because I don't know what to do with this. And so the third premonition he had was on his way home from school. And he said he pulled over and in this vision, he saw himself by his brother and that he was killed on a farming accident. Mm. And he got back in the car and he drove home, shared it with his parents, and they talked about it. And he thought he would be like 42 years old. Well, fast forward, we go to college, we end up getting engaged, getting married, and about two years later, just the third vision came to fruition. I was at work, I get a, I get a call from the sheriff's office that uh, there was a horse accident out at our ranch, and it was indeed my uh, first husband. So he was killed on a horse accident, and he was by his brother and his dad. From there, the journey was, I remember on the way home, God had placed upon my heart that Lisa, this chapter of your story is finished, but there are many more chapters, and I will be with you. And yeah. so it was just the Lord's reassurance to me that as we walk, as I walk through these things, that He would always be with me. And so that's when I would say my journey began. First of all, um, was the journey with um, Shane, because he had shared with me the love of Jesus and how Jesus loved each one of us so passionately. And that he forgave forgave our sins. And oftentimes, I don't know if anyone else experiences this, but I believe that he forgave my sins, but I couldn't forgive myself. Mm. And so he would often say that, you know, you have to understand that Jesus loved you that much that he forgave you. And it's not your place to determine whether you were forgiven or not. You have to trust in the Lord. So I would say that those were pivotal moments in my faith journey. And so it just brought me forward to today. I have served in youth ministry for 20 years and actually any type of ministry from the littles of kindergarten all the way to um, the adults for the last 29 years. And so I just feel like it's been a journey with the Lord and I've grown so much learning um, about our faith. And just uh, through even uh, not only book smart, but also through our journey of trials and triumphs and Mm -hmm. all that. So I would say the journey of faith is mostly the real life experiences that we've had that I feel I've grown the most um, to be Mm -hmm. where I am today.
0: Mm -hmm. Beautiful insights, uh, recognizing that it's not all the book smarts. Book smarts are important. But beautiful insight in recognizing just the value that our life experience has, and how it is that God's working through those experiences uh, to help draw you closer to Him. Um. So, you you're now you know you kind of a ministry extraordinaire, uh, doing doing different uh, different things. So, what was it that made you know caused you to say, I got to write a book, and. Okay.
1: Well, I would love to share. So um, Pat, when I talk about I did youth ministry, it all began one night when I was working with some high school and middle school youth that I recognized that the Lord was calling calling me to share my testimony.
0: Mm. And that for
1: like 17 years, I had not talked about it and shared it with anyone, my story. And so I had shared with my family, my husband, that I was going to do this. And so he asked if he could come with me. And I said, of course. And so after it was all done, what I noticed is the youth responded. They loved that personal sharing of a story and how God was in it all and and how um, I could overcome things and how anybody can overcome things when they're with God. When we got home, Pat had said, Lisa, there's more to your story. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, on that morning of the call, I was, he was in law enforcement, I was going to get up, put on my uniform, and something told me to sit back down. And I was told that your husband had died, and I was to take care of you. Mm. And so with that, that just, we began to talk more about the whole situation and how God was at every step orchestrating the next step. And, and that's when I realized that it was important to write that down. And so I had wrote my story down in one of my books and it's just as, as, just as you are, how God can use your stories um, to help others. And so that's what I did is it was because of what Pat shared with me and then just a the response of the youth that I recognized the importance of sharing our stories because each one of us has a unique story. And uh, you never know who out, who is out there that needs to be to hear your story so that they can have the courage and confidence to continue on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: that they aren't alone.
0: Oh, I mean, that that's part of why we were talking before we got on the podcast, and I was sharing about how it is that this is what brings me joy is to be able to help others share their story and and to help inspire and encourage others. And you are so right. So that that was your first book. So your latest book is Restored. So what's the focus on on that? You know, what was the genesis of that one? So
1: it seemed like it was, the outline was coming to me in 2019. So it took me a few years to um, actually pen the book. It was so funny because the book is all about feeling stuck. Like, have you ever felt stuck in your life? Like, you know, there's something more you don't know what it is, and you can't move forward, you can't move backwards, you're just in the middle. And that was describing my journey back then. And so with a lot of note taking and just praying through it, um, what I focused on is that, well, what was it that was causing me to have this sense of feeling stuck? Mm-hmm. And so was it maybe just my thoughts? Maybe it was my, my um, identity? Was there things about my identity that I didn't feel worthy or like I was capable of doing something because in the beginning of the book, I talk about what is it that's keeping you? If you know you're stuck, what is keeping you stuck? And so we, the first two chapters is just, is it maybe some past wounds or maybe some things that you never dealt with? And then, and then just recognizing who you are, that we are all sons and daughters of God through our baptism. And so with that, we have worth, And then from there in the book, we move on to the key things to help you answer the call um, to do what God has called you to do. I don't know about you, but I just see a lot of people, Christina, that are just not living out their full potential. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I feel like even myself, I've lived under par. And um, after studying scripture and reading God's word, and then I also did the Bible in the year. Uh, Mm -hmm. with Father Mike Schmitz, and just, there was always something that was being highlighted about how we were made to be extraordinary people, but because of sin, and because of um, trials and suffering, we just start losing our identity, and we start looking at ourselves as just ordinary people, and how could God Mm -hmm. use ordinary people, and it is um, because of God, that he takes these ordinary men and women, and he beca- He um, gives us the grace to be the extraordinary people to carry out what he has asked us to do. So if I don't have God, I'm going to just remain ordinary. But with God, I can become mm-hmm. extraordinary. And that'll give me the courage and confidence to do what he's calling me to do. Mm-hmm. So That's kind of the basis of the gist the of the book. And Mm -hmm. it's just encouraging people to just uh, to be strong and courageous to go out and step into their extraordinary selves and live out the calling God has on their lives.
0: Mm. You kind of touched on it a little bit, um, but I wanted to ask directly about why you believe this message is so important, especially for women to hear right now.
1: Mm -hmm. I think it's important because I'm in a Bible study with some women and I just I noticed that just the way they talk about themselves, they don't look at themselves as significant and that they have worth. And it doesn't matter what our calling is, whether it is to be a mom, a sister, a daughter, or have a job or have our own business. What it is, is who do you think God thinks you are? And when we know who God thinks we are, everything we do has value and is significant. And I just feel like women don't realize the significance that they can bring, whether it's to their family or to uh, their workplace or just to the world in general. Sometimes I think we think, I'm just one little dot. Mm -hmm. What would my one little dot matter? And to God, it matters greatly. So
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, beautiful. And aren't we glad that Mary, our, our mother Mary, uh, didn't believe that? Uh, you know, because my goodness, could, could, could we, you know, our, our world would not be what it is, even by a long shot, if she hadn't, you know, said yes. Um, exactly. And, you know, she believed she had worth. Why? Because our Lord, you know, God was saying, Mary, you know, I, I you know, behold the handmaid of the Lord you know, and uh, exactly. it, it's, it's her, is her response. So um, how important, or maybe, you know, going back to testimony a little bit, um, how have you seen this message, people taking and internalizing this, how have you seen it impact their lives or even in your own life?
1: So what I, uh, I just finished an online Bible study or a book study with Restored, and what was interesting is that the women said that the one, one of the most important key things that most of them agreed on is that they said, I am now gonna listen to God more. It's like they just, they would pray, but they never actually invited him into their everyday mm-hmm. things. Like whatever it was they were gonna do for the day, they hadn't really asked him about being there in his day. And so they just felt like, they really learned the importance of asking God's will in everything, even the small details. Even mm-hmm. when they go out, um, leave their home, you know, like just to include Him on the little everyday things. And so um, that made me uh, feel inspired because I just feel like it's so important that when we have God alongside us in our everyday task and our everyday moments that we can just find him and through the people we meet or whatever it is that we're doing, we can see God in it all.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I see uh, from at your website uh, that you also have coaching, um, yes. you know, follow, follow your call coaching. Could you, could you describe a little bit about what that coaching kind of entails and, you know, and how it is that uh, women might be able to discern if that's the right path for them.
1: Right. And so this was one that I just, I'll be honest, God has called me to do for a while. And I just kind of thought, Lord, me, like, could I really do that? Mm-hmm. And then I just rec- recognized that it's a conversation. It's inviting the Lord into this conversation and finding out, getting clear about the purpose. What is it that God's calling you to do? So I work with women in a um, three to six month period. It just depends on how far they are. Some people are so close to just determining what their purpose is that I just help them get over the goal line. But for those that just know there's something more for them, but they can't quite figure it out, then we have a series of Exercises that I take them through, and it all involves prayer and scripture as well as community. Once a month, we gather as a community so that we can encourage each other and pray for one another. And then we just continue to work forward until we are certain that we know what it is God's calling us to do. And then by the sixth month, they are launched out into serving that purpose, but they still have community to connect with and stay connected with so that way they um in case they become concerned that hey did I hear God did I really hear God right they have that reinforcement and encouragement from each other saying yeah you got this you can do this or ask for prayer and um, so forth so it's just going through a series of steps and just getting them solidified walk forward and my whole goal is that once they uh, find their purpose or know what it is that god's calling them to do next that they um, have become better at prayer that they have a desire to pray and desire to read a scripture and that their relationship with god has become closer as they discerned their next step in their life mm,
0: beautiful um it- Kind of similar to what i do with folk but i really you know hammer in um on the spiritual life in the sense of getting all those pieces of the puzzle set but if you don't know where it is that you're going um if you don't know what your purpose is it's difficult to do that um and so what what you're offering uh, for people is is so needed um and it, it's so beautiful um that's that's awesome um one of the things that I, I think is so important, you know, is for us to be willing to share stories just as you have. And, you know, that kind of, you know, switching gears a little bit, I saw you also have a publishing company, uh, yeah. Farmhouse Publishings. Um, what prompted you to begin a publishing company?
1: Okay, so I have written a total of five books. I have two women's <laughs> Bible studies, "Raise Up, Women of God, and Simply, It's uh, Rise Up, Women of God is with 1st and 2nd John, simply is on Ecclesiastes. And then I have an Advent devotional. So I did the studies and uh, the devotional uh, through another publishing company. And after three years, I could take them back and uh, do with it what I wanted. Well, I had my publisher with Just As You Are, He also offered a publishing course. He said, Lisa, I think this would be something that you would be good at and that you would enjoy. So I prayed about it. And I just felt like this, I think this is what the Lord's calling me to do. So I took the course. And then over a year, I started building my publishing business. And I contract out um, the services for formatting and book covers to Mm -hmm. a wonderful Christian woman down in Texas. And then I have an editor in uh, that she's just hugging the Wyoming border. She's still in mm-hmm. South Dakota. And I have a writer's coach in Texas. So the Lord has just placed all these amazing Christian women in my path that I can connect with and we our goal is to build this beautiful product this book that will inspire and encourage people to encounter Christ so mm-hmm. i work with christian authors and so that's my whole goal is how can we get more people to read about jesus and have this encounter with him so that's mm-hmm. why i started this pub- publishing business so then i re uh redone a my two Bible studies and my Advent books so that they could be under Farmhouse Publishing. Mm -hmm. So I revised those and I launched those out over a year ago. So Mm -hmm. it's been fun and it's fun to help authors because only, I think it's not quite 2% of the authors actually publish their books. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not very many. And even though we see all these books out there, just imagine if more than 2% would publish their books, how many more would be there? And what a beautiful tool for us to be able to use to proclaim God's word. Mm.
0: So very true. Uh, so very true. Well, that that's awesome. We probably need to talk, you know, about a couple of books that, that I have as well uh, that haven't been published yet. Uh, so... <laughs> I would
1: love to talk to you about that. uh, (laughs) If um, you're ready to read your next book, I'm sure there are people out there ready to go.
0: uh, Well, you're you're very kind. Um, One of the things uh, about uh, stepping into the world of your writing and speaking and sharing your testimony is that we become vulnerable. Um and I found that that was one of the most challenging things about about writing. Um, is that willingness to to be vulnerable. Um, and having the courage, you know, to rely upon our Lord to do it. But for you, what did you find to be the most challenging for you in the course of your writing and sharing um, the message of your books, particularly restored?
1: Okay, so I think this is a battle every author faces. Is You are putting yourselves out there and you are being authentic and, like you said, vulnerable. And so you often uh, wonder, is what I have to say good enough or is it going to impact anybody in a way? Mm -hmm. And and so you're constantly, as I'm writing, I am constantly battling those thoughts. And so what I do is I I really up my prayer time. And I will, when I start feeling that moment happen as I'm writing, I just take a break. And then I go read some scripture and just kind of try to relax a little bit more. And then um, I also do the rosary quite often. Uh, That helps me to do that. And so I would say the hardest thing is just to not think about myself so much. Just think about what is it the Holy Spirit's asked me to put down and to just stay obedient to that. And it's so interesting in the book Restored, what made it fun. So I didn't focus so much on my thoughts and what I thought I could do or not do is each chapter has someone from scripture, a character from scripture that I I talk about and then I lead into the point that I'm trying to get across in the chapter. So like um, it one was Esther and her call for courage and how, um, you know, Mordecai says that who knows you may have been made just for such a time as this. And then I take that into with each one of us like you we are here for God And God has a purpose for us that was designed before we were born, and he wants us to trust him and to be obedient because he knows what will bring us joy. So each one of these characters that I bring into the chapters is just an example for us to look to. And um, most of the time when we look to them, we think, they were so courageous. Well, guess what? You can be too. So as I'm writing, that really helped me to focus on what they went through and how um, they didn't have always the most easiest time when they were listening and obeying to God. But because of them and their yes, look where we are today and what we've been gifted because of them.
0: Mm. So how do you think uh, in your response there? Um, How has that helped you on your journey towards holiness, towards uh, becoming the saint God created you to be?
1: I would just say that I just always look to look to scripture and read those stories of others. And they didn't have it so easy and they didn't always have their act all together. They would um, fail at times, but then they would pick themselves up and try again. And um, all except Mary, she is also in there and she did very well. And because of her, yes, and the difficulties that were presented to her, she trusted in the Lord and obeyed anyway. So um, there's actually a chapter number five, I think it's five and it's called obedience. And she's the star of that chapter because um, I just admire how she said yes, even though she didn't know how it was going to turn out. And I'm the kind of person that I like to look at the whole plan and see what's on the other side. And uh, that's not always how God works. <laughs> mm-hmm. He wants us to trust him and just to step forward that he is walking with us.
0: Mm, yeah, how, how true that is. Um, so is there one, if there was one thing that you could tell people has been like the key for you in your journey with our Lord? what would that be what what idea or habit or practice for you
1: it would be reading god's word i mm-hmm. remember that i i hadn't done so uh very fervently about 20 some years ago and we were moved to a new year new area and i started praying to god asking him to um, put it upon my neighbor's heart to invite me to a bible study and she had have three months later she invited me to a bible study and i was so excited the night before that study i'd ordered my bible and i was ready to go and those studies have rocked my world and i that's what got me so on fire for christ and i wanted to do that for other women because i knew how those bible studies impacted me And Mm -hmm. I wanted to show women that uh, God's word can be digestible in small sizes and that they, it will be enough to help move you forward to be that best woman that God has made you to be.
0: Mm, Beautiful. So, um, kind of a a little bit of a bigger picture you were talking about. You like to kind of see where it's all going to lead you, um, what are you hoping might be kind of your legacy from your your writing and your and your speaking and your coaching what 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 are you hoping might come about through god's grace of course but
1: right my my whole mission in the ministry is to encourage people to have an encounter with christ mm-hmm. everything i say everything i do points directly to him and i always say that I like to kind of have him come along my side. And then I say, there he is, there's Jesus. And then just get out of the way and let him just uh, pursue the relationship with him. So if I hear stories of how that, whatever I've written or said through the power of the Holy Spirit, that if it's impacted them to have a a closer relationship with him, then I, that's the kind of legacy that I want to leave
0: awesome so um did a little bit of fun uh what is your favorite book scriptures out you know bible of course you know but what, what's your what's your favorite book what's what's inspired or encouraged you or maybe what what it is that you're reading right now
1: um there was a book that um i did like it was in my earlier christian years and it was redeeming love by francine rivers mm-hmm. and what i loved about that book is it was it it really stuck with me how um, how Jesus, Jesus was one of those that you could go to with anything and that he would love you regardless okay. and that God's mercy uh, was always available. And um, one of the characters in the book was always like tripping over herself, like not believing that God loved her the mm-hmm. way that she was told. And so... I love that book, and what I would do is when I ha- would know of someone that would hadn't really had an encounter with Jesus, and they were kind of like standoffish to hear about Jesus, it seems like that book, when I would give it to women especially, that that would start this uh, conversation. All of a sudden, they saw Jesus in a different way, in a way that he wasn't condemning, and that he was very loving, and then from there, then I could just open the doors and go further with actual religion, you know, with um, the scripture and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I love that book. And I also like uh, C.S. Lewis's books like *Mirror Christianity and, mm-hmm. you know, those books as well. So they always just make my they challenge me and they just really make me think so.
0: I'm a fan of C.S. Lewis as well, but I tend towards his fiction, uh, particularly Chronicles of Narnia. Um, and, uh, you Those know, they're good, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they definitely are. So it, looking back, um, you know, is there anything that's that you would change in the sense of or piece of advice that maybe you'd give your 18 year old self? <laughs>
1: If I was to do things over again, I would just have more confidence that um, in who I was and who God made me to be instead of looking to the world to give me the value of who I was. I was always chasing after what others thought versus what God thought. And so if I had to do it over again at 18, I would just say, I'm just going to lean on God and what he thinks of me and what he thinks I should be doing. I think it would have helped me in so many ways.
0: Mm, beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. So I can't, uh, I, I can't believe that our time is already up. Um, but I want to make sure that people want to learn more about your book, your coaching, all the other work that you're doing, where can they go and find more about you?
1: They can find me on my website at lisafay.com. It's mm-hmm. very simple. It's just my name, LisaFay.com. And then I'm also on Facebook with Lisa Fay Ministry. And then as well as Instagram. So, but the website will connect you to all those other places as
0: well. Awesome. Well, it has been such a joy, Lisa. Um, I, I love having conversations, um, especially hearing about how our Lord is working in their lives and he's definitely working in yours. And it is such a gift that you're doing this work um, and have said yes to him. You've been obedient. Uh, so uh, t- take heart. Uh, Mary, Mary, I'm sure is proud as well uh, that uh, you're using her as your model to be obedient as well. But any, any final words of encouragement or anything that you want to share with the audience before we sign off?
1: I was just going to say thank you, Christina, for inviting me to join you today. I appreciate that. And I just love how the Holy Spirit connects people. There's this random dot where I live, and it's connected to a dot clear on the East Coast. And here we are today. So Mm -hmm. my main thing was just to lean into him. And Mm -hmm. I think when we all do that, we'll find peace and
0: joy. Yeah. So very true. Uh, So everyone out there, thank you so much for your time. And know of my continued prayers for each and every one of you, especially that you're able to continue to do whatever it takes so that together we can tell the master of death, not today. God bless everybody. And we will talk to all of you again soon. So what might be some resolutions that you could take from the conversation Lisa and I had? Well, one of the first ones is for you to make a commitment to yourself to read more scripture. Um, There's lots of ways to do that, but I would definitely encourage you uh, to read more scripture. Look to scripture for those messages of hope and encouragement that you need. Another resolution would be for you to read Redeeming Love by Francine Rivers. Uh, Lisa shared about how powerful that book was uh, for her own life. And it is a truly beautiful retelling of the story of Hosea and Gomar. And uh, so if you want to read the scripture story of it, Uh, read the book of Hosea. And then if you want to read a fictionalized account, a retelling of it, read Redeeming Love by Francine Rivers. But it's so important for us to hear of how each of us is redeemed regardless of what we might have done or continue to do in our lives. And finally, check out Lisa's website, LisaFahey.com, and resolve to find out whether or not Uh, joining the community that she has going on uh, in and around the book restored um, or uh, to get some coaching. Um, It's something of where, you know, I do similar things. But the fact is, is that she's focusing on a particular issue or message, uh, especially for women to be able to come to know what does God really desire for you. And so she does it through prayer and scripture and, of course, within community. So if that's something that touches your heart, then make sure to go and check it out today. Hey, Christina here, and just wanted to invite you, if you missed out on the summer and fall online audio retreat, it actually was also on the YouTube channel, but if you missed out on that, it's not too late. It's still able to go and to sign up and to have those episodes sent to you each and every day through a simple email sequence. You just have to go to yes to holinesscom and sign up. And that should help you be able to continue to stay focused moving into fall or even into Advent or next year and continuing to grow in holiness as you listen to uh, The Soul of the Apostolate by Dom Jean Baptiste Chattard. As I read a section each day and then give a brief reflection and a resolution so you can apply it to your daily life. So, again, Even if you missed out on it, it's not too late. You can still go and sign up at sayyestoholiness.com. Thanks again for spending time with me today. If you have any suggestions for upcoming podcasts, please leave me a voicemail using the link in the podcast show notes. Or you can visit my website at sayyestoholiness.com or send me an email at Christina Simmons at gmail.com. I look forward to the opportunity to continue the conversation we've begun here today. In the interim, please know my continued prayers for you and your loved ones, especially that each of us may continue to strive to do whatever it takes in order to grow in holiness as we tell the master of death, not today. I look forward to having a conversation with you again soon. God bless.